Hey everyone, it's Cheryl and Tony. Buckle up for this Friday morning edition of the Disney Drive Time Podcast. It's Friday. Yay. Yep. Busy weekend this week. It is. I feel like it's my last really busy weekend. Yeah. That, uh, graduation party for Lily. Uh, that's a, I mean, the other stuff we have is like more easygoing, but that's the lots of work that's getting right. ready for lots it. Lots of lists. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, lots of lists. Speaking of lists, let's yeah. head out to the Disney Parks blog Ooh, and see what's transition. on their list today. Well, uh, Travel and Leisure has a list of the best for families resorts. That's right. Travel and Leisure put together a list of the 15 best U.S. resorts for family for t- families for 2022, and six Disney Vacation Club property resorts were on that list. Uh, and we'll go through them real quickly. Aulani, a Disney resort and spa in Koalina, Hawaii. Disney's Grand Californian Hotel and Spa at the Disneyland Resort in Anaheim. Disney's Animal Kingdom Lodge. Disney's Beach Club Resort. Uh, those are both at the, uh, in Orlando at Walt Disney World. Disney's Hilton Head Island Resort in Hilton Head, South Carolina. And Disney's Vero Beach Resort in Vero Beach, Florida. Okay, cool. So uh, congrats to the DVC for getting those properties on there. They are good family spots. They are. And do you know what's important to remember about them? What? Is that even though they're DVC properties, Mm -hmm. if you wanted to go to any one of those, you can rent uh, a room just like you can a normal hotel because not all the inventory is saved for the timeshare members. Right. There are some new updates on the San Francisco Square at California Adventure. That's right. The San Francisco Public Works Department has been busy beautifying and making improvements to the district. Um, But they've announced that over the summer... Some of the restaurants will start to introduce new menu offerings uh, in mid-July. Though specifically, that is the Lucky Fortune Cookery and the Port of San Francisco Cerveceria. <laughs> uh, they will officially open uh, and they will add uh, dining options, unique shopping, and more will be introduced as this uh, area gets, retran- gets transformed. And that will take place through mid-August. So that's, uh, that's pretty exciting. It is. And do you know what they've announced? What? That at the Hamada Bot Shop, uh, there's going to be a Baymax meet and greet. Oh, yay. So that is where the Big Hero 6 team builds and innovates their high-tech gear. You may get to see some of their inventions while you're there. Um, and uh, that's pretty cool. And right next door, you can go to the San Francisco Makers Market, which is a storefront that is shot, stocked with unique apparel, homeware, and more featuring Baymax and friends. I like it. That's all from the Disney Parks blog, so let's head on over to Disneyland. Uh, So they have some themed Indiana Jones food that's coming to Disneyland. That's right. You know, uh, in Florida, they have that little pop-up bar that Mm -hmm. has some Indiana Jones-inspired drinks. Well, they are now bringing some Indiana Jones-inspired food to the Bengal barbecue as of June 30th. Uh, They're going to be introducing the Forbidden Turnover, (laughs) the Lamb Kofta Skewer, uh, a vegetable platter, the adventurer's platter, uh, and uh, that is celebrating the Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny film, which opens in theaters on June 30th as well. All right. Speaking of Indiana Jones, it seems that he's going to be making a limited time appearance at Disneyland. That's right. There will be a meet and greet uh, starting June 30th. They have not yet announced an end date, um, but uh, you'll be able to see Indy. No word on where he's going to be. Uh, but he was seen outside of Indiana Jones Adventure. The red stagecoach that usually sits in Frontierland, Disneyland, has been refurbished and put back. That's right. This is part of the Frontierland scenery near the opening of Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. 
on actually on the path to Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. It disappeared about a year ago. People wondered what became of it, uh, but it has been refurbished and returned to its location. So it just got a really nice red coat of paint. You'd think it would take less than a year to give it a coat of paint. Well, you know, it's uh, I was going to say it's probably a union job. <laughs> and then, of course, the very important news coming from California Adventure has been and continues to be about Rogers the Musical. That's right, Rogers the Musical. They have announced showtimes for the performances. As we mentioned in our previous show, the show will debut on June 30th and run through the end of August. And it will have daily showtimes at 12.30 p.m., 2 p.m., 4 p.m., and 5.30 p.m. It has been announced that the show, which is a one-act play, uh, is going to be 30 minutes long. Okay, good. We have so much California news. We're still going. Uh, Nick Fury has arrived at the Avengers campus to teach espionage. That's right. Nick Fury, who has uh, debuted recently, this past Wednesday, in the new Secret Invasion series on Disney+, Plus, uh, has made his way to Disney's California Adventure. Uh, and if you've seen the show, you know, Nick Fury's kind of got this crazy beard going. Uh, and uh, they do have a, uh, a Nick Fury on a makeshift stage across from the ancient sanctum. And uh, he does go over some espionage stuff. So uh, he's going to teach little guests how to be a spy. Fabulous. Yeah. Did you enjoy the first episode of Secret Invasion? Eh. Okay. I mean, there's all these things you're supposed to remember that happened uh, previously. There's a lot of green guys who aren't green. You have to remember that they're green guys. Can't tell if they're green people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's a little confusing. Okay, but yeah. it, it does call back to Captain Marvel and the Skrulls, who are an alien race. I really only like like the romantic parts of the Marvel universe. Mm-hmm. So where there's romance, I enjoy those parts. Yeah, where it's about like green guys and people taking over the world. Not. I, I don't really. think you're going to get much uh, romance in no. Secret Invasion. I don't think I am either. Yeah. So it's probably not going to be a win for me. That's all the happenings in California, so let's head across the country to Florida. All right. They removed some menu items from the Energy Bites snack stand. Oh, no. Say it isn't so. Uh, Two menu items have been removed, as Cheryl mentioned. The beef and broccoli digital dumpling and the chicken, I'm sorry, the buffalo chicken digital dumplings are no longer available. All right. That's too bad. But I never had one, so maybe they weren't good anyway. Right. They have this thing in the Magic Kingdom about taking the water out of stuff. Maybe mm-hmm. they're like moving it over to Epcot for uh, Moana. Maybe yeah. The, all the all the water is now at the Journey of Water. Yeah, that's it. Out it goes. Uh, the Cinderella Fountain has been drained uh, over by the castle at the Magic Kingdom. That's right. The Cinderella Fountain, which is in Fantasyland, kind of outside uh, Sir Mickey's and Cinderella Castle, uh, has been drained, and uh, it is roped off likely for refurbishment. I'm not sure that they're going to put scrim around it Mm -hmm. uh, because it's not that big. No. Rolling planters. So we're moving to Epcot where they have started assembling the International Food and Wine Festival booths. That's right. The International Food and Wine Festival begins on July 27th. So what better time to start moving some food booths in uh, because it is, you know, it's a daunting task. And uh, they have started being placed around the World Showcase. Where do they keep them? Backstage. Wow. Yeah. What do they like? Because they have a kitchens inside of them. Right. That's nuts. Yeah. I'm sure they have big equipment to move them, though. I don't know why I'm so surprised. It's not like they're putting those like uh, furniture sliders under it and trying to push <laughs> them around. Right. They're going to be doing some fireworks testing uh, today if you're listening on Friday, um, at Epcot after the park closes. That's right. They've notified guests at the Boardwalk Inn that there's going to be fireworks testing in Epcot 
on Friday, June 23rd from 11 p.m. until 1 a.m. the following morning. So uh, that's pretty interesting. There could be bursts of fireworks, lasers, and smoke or fog effects. So they're working on something new for Epcot? Yes. Okay. Uh, well, we know that at the end of May, a crane showed up at the World Showcase Lagoon to begin construction on a new nighttime spectacular. So uh, rumor is that, that this fireworks test will be uh, a part of that new okay. spectacular. All right. Seems early to do the fireworks testing for something where they don't even have the uh, the structure. Well, maybe the, the structure's built. Maybe. Maybe it's just like more underwater or something. Right. Okay. They've used plastic to section off the some parts of the lobby at the Beach Club Resort. That's right. The Beach Club Resort lobby now has plastic sheets in it, which looks incredibly classy. <laughs> um, but all of the second floor hallways are covered in plastic sheeting, which you can see from the lobby. Um, but uh, the sheeting covers the arches and railings to protect them and the lobby floor below. All right. So, they must, so they're doing refurbishments on the rooms? Pro- uh, well, that's a hallway there, oh, so probably painting. Refurbishment on the hallway? Yeah. I'm sure we're going to get daily updates on how the hallway repainting is going. Yes. <laughs> All right. Um, moving over to the boardwalk, the Trattoria El Forno and the pizza window have reopened. Trattoria. I'm not that good at that. Uh, Trattoria El Forno and the pizza window have reopened. They were originally scheduled to reopen on June 18th, uh, but this was delayed until late June, which uh, apparently now is an extra three days. So uh, welcome back. And uh, there was a refurbishment in the guest balconies that are above the food and beverage locations, and that's kind of what led to their closure. So uh, those areas are now open. Great. The Spider-Man Universe movie El Muerto, Muerto, starring Bad Bunny, has been pulled from the release schedule. That's right. This is a Sony picture uh, movie. As we know, Sony owns the rights to the Spider-Man movie. area of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. So they are doing some other movies that are about some of the Spider-Man characters like Venom. They're doing a Madam, uh, what is it, Silk. They're doing Craven the Hunter. Uh, and it was announced, I think, earlier, um, well, last year, uh, that Bad Bunny, who's a musician, was going to be starring in a movie called El Muerto. Uh, and this was going to be the first Marvel movie with a Latin, uh, Latino character um, and it has now been delayed. It was scheduled for, I believe, January of 2024. But uh, Sony came out and said that's not going to happen. If you're not familiar with the comic book character, El Muerto is a wrestler who has superhuman powers that come from a special mask that has been passed down for generations. Uh, part of the, I guess, like La Luchador type of characters from uh, Mexico and Spanish culture. Right. So. Okay. Marvel Comics has announced that they will have a comic book series based on Obi-Wan Kenobi's Disney Plus series. Uh, and it's going to be called Star Wars Obi-Wan Kenobi. Um, and uh, What an original title. I know, right? Uh, this is going to be a six-issue miniseries. And each in- installment will explore an episode from the TV series. I don't know if it's going to be a, a straight-up adaptation or not. All right, then. And in Disney Plus news, it has been announced that the high school musical, the musical, the series, is going to end with season four. Oh. Yeah. And you may be asking yourself, what's coming to Disney Plus in the month of July? I really wasn't, but no. sure, tell me anyway. Uh, we have no major movie releases. 
Um, but we do have the five new episodes of Secret Invasion, which we've mentioned earlier in the show. And beginning on July 7th, we have some of the vintage Disney animated shorts. We talked about those on Monday, how they were remastered and were going to be released on Disney+. Plus. Uh, Grownish Season 5 is going to be added. We're going to get some new episodes of Raven's Home Season 6. Uh, and Life Below Zero, Port Protection, Alaska, Season 6 as well. Two new series will debut called Pretty Freakin' Scary and Haley's On It. Uh, other than that, we're just going to be getting some uh, new Mickey stuff. We're going to get 10 new episodes of Bluey, for those of you who have little kids and enjoy Bluey. Um, and uh, some new Me and Mickey shorts and Mickey Mouse Funhouse. So a pretty quiet month for Disney+. Plus. Yeah, they're doing the shark thing. They are. They have a ton of shark content. For what, July? Yeah, that's going to be released during July. So under Shark Fest, they have about 11 new episodes. So that uh, that's exciting. Yeah, all right. And while we don't know when Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 is going to debut on the Disney Channel, we do know that it will release digitally on July 7th and then will release on 4K Ultra HD, Blu-ray, and DVD on August 1st of 2023. There are bonus features including two feature featurettes called The Imperfect, Perfect Family, and Creating Rocket Raccoon. It will also include several deleted scenes, a gag reel, and director's commentary. Um, good film. A nice way to wrap up the Guardians of the Galaxy series. The only question I have is, uh, who watches DVDs anymore? I know, right? Why even bother putting it out on DVD? Right? Universal Orlando has announced their 2023 Passholder Appreciation Days. That's right. Passholder Appreciation Days this year are going to take place from August 15th through September 30th. Passholders will have uh, access to exclusive merchandise, exclusive menu items, discount, as well as other opportunities. Details have yet to be announced. Uh, so if you listen here, we'll let you know what's going on. You excited about that? Uh, I'm not a passholder, so... Not but really. But you're kind of a Disney pass holder. I'm a Disney and, pass holder, but these do not apply. And they don't really do Disney pass holder appreciation. You they get do a magnet. Not. You get a magnet every now and then. They don't appreciate me. You get a nice lounge. I do. I do, I do get a lounge. And a sizable discount yeah. on your hotel I think rooms. I'd rather have that than, you don't know, some of these appreciation Exclusive days, whatever items. they have. Yeah. Right. They do that too, though, for Disney World. They do Exclusive some, Exclusive yeah. menu items. It's dumb. Popcorn buckets. Now, tell us how you really feel. Well, I really feel like this new um, Bake My Day shop in Minionland is adorable. Mm -hmm. They just added some awnings. And if you can kind of tell me what Bake My Day is a play on. Make My Day? Which comes from? Oh, it's a movie, but I don't know. Dirty Harry, Clint okay. Eastwood. Um, yeah, so Universal uh, Studios has added pink striped awnings to the exterior of Bake My Day which, as we all know, is one of the new venues in Minionland at Universal Studios in Florida. Um, it really, it, it, it's kind of cool because uh, my favorite part of the building is not the awnings, but the gigantic cupcake. It's pretty great. Uh, on top of the yeah. building. Uh, so this new building has these new awnings on three walls uh, because this building is on a corner. Uh, so it's pretty cool. No, I mean, if it were really on a corner, wouldn't it only have two uh, well, the building is, uh, it, it would normally have two, but the building is not designed in a normal fashion. I don't know what you call it. It's like, I don't know. It's, it's not like octagonal. They've cut off it would be like, the, it's not a square. If it were. It's like, it's like a hexagon, right? A hexagon is six. Go. It would it's be a, it's half, half a hexagon. hexagon. The E.T. Adventure 
uh, is still around, and the entrance and the ET toy closet have reopened after having been closed for, I guess, some refurbishment. That's right. They put up some construction walls and closed that area off, but they have kind of moved them over a little uh, to closer what used to be Woody Woodpecker's kid zone. Because uh, we all know the kid zone area was removed earlier this year. Is this the oldest ride at Universal Studios? It's up there. Yeah. Right? I don't know. Do, where do they, do they still have Jaws in um, in California? In California. Yes. Mm. There's some summer concerts coming to SeaWorld, including yes. Maddie and Tay and Flock of Seagulls. That's right, but that's not all. No, who else? Uh, as part of their summer concert series. SeaWorld has announced that the following performers will, performers will be there in the Nautilus Theater. Uh, Showtimes on these nights are 6 p.m., and uh, it is part of SeaWorld's regular admission. On July 8th, The English Beat. July 9th, Little River Band. July 15th, Pop Evil. July 16th, Fog Hat. July 22nd, Don Felder. July 23rd, Rodney Atkins. July 29th, Maddie and Tay. July 30th, Jesse McCartney. August 5th, A Flock of Seagulls, and August 6th is Skillet. Uh, this is part of SeaWorld Summer Spectacular, uh, and that is in everyday schedule and will include their Ignite Fireworks and Club Seaglow Dance Party, as well as their new Surf Holiday Stage Show. Uh, the event runs on select evenings until Labor Day. Very good. So that is all the news we have for today. We'll be busy with Lily's party this weekend, but we will be back on Monday with a new show. And until then, I'm Tony. And I'm Cheryl. And you've been listening to the Disney Drive Time Podcast.